The air we breathe, the water we drink, the soil that grows food for our families. These basic elements are essential to healthy, happy lives. America's corn growers think so too. Across the country, they're pitching in every day and doing the work to produce food and fuel that is healthy in a sustainable way. Go to ncga.com to learn more about how corn farmers grow a more sustainable future for us all. That's ncga.com. Hello, everyone. This is The Sports Angle, live in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Let's get into it. We are doing a special one-hour 2021 NBA playoff preview special here on The Sports Angle. I decided to change things up and do a special episode. Doing a special episode... Uh, instead of doing the normal show that we do, we're doing a special show here at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. So let's get into the 2021 NBA playoff preview special here on Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Let's get into the Eastern Conference. Let's address that side first. Then we will get into the Western Conference. Right now, the Eastern Conference, it is very top-heavy. It is going to consist of a lot of back-and-forth action as the season is getting towards the end of the year. There is about five or six games left for majority of the teams when you start counting the games down. So let's break down the trio that is trying to get the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Right now, you have the number one seed, the team that is at the head of the table in the Eastern Conference, and that is the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, they are 45 and 21 right now. They have been dominating in their division, picking up only two losses on the entire year inside that Atlantic division. And let's also discuss the fact that they are on a current six-game winning streak As we speak. So will the Eastern Conference be ran through Philly? Will the Eastern Conference be ran in that order when it comes to the Philadelphia 76ers? Well, let's talk about this and let's analyze this from that perspective. Let's talk about the fact that the Philadelphia 76ers, they haven't made it to an NBA final in 20 years the last time philly was represented in the nba finals there was some guy named alan iverson that was the guy that was the face of the franchise last time he that last time that happened let's also analyze the fact that when it comes to philadelphia you have Joel Embiid, but he has had injury problems in the past let's talk about ben simmons who is a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. However, it is right now up in the air what he will do offensively. There's sometimes he holds his weight, and then there's sometimes that he just can't show up when it matters the most. And then finally, let's analyze the rest of the roster out there in Philadelphia because there is a good amount of depth on that roster, but 
the one thing that it feels like has always been holding back Philadelphia is when they get to the playoffs, if Embiid doesn't show up, can the rest of the bench make up for it? If Ben Simmons fails to find his jumper and find his shot in the postseason, can they recover from that by using their core and using the players around them to get better? Because I'm going to say that when it comes to Philadelphia, their roster goes like this. You have Joel Embiid, you have Ben Simmons, but the rest of the roster, you got Danny Green, which is a solid shooter, but he can be inconsistent in times. Let's also analyze the fact that you have guys coming off your bench like Shake uh, Milton, you have Tobias Harris, you have Seth Curry, who are solid supporting pieces out there in Philadelphia, but can they reproduce the amount of points if a Joel Embiid does not show up in one night? Can a Ben Simmons, who only gets around 10 or 12 points, it seems like over the last couple of weeks, can he ma- match the expectations out there in Philadelphia? That is really the question that needs to be asked when it comes to the Philadelphia 76ers. So understanding that situation and understanding that Philadelphia is going to have to have more than just two top heavy guys, Philadelphia most likely will get the number one seed, but I am not confident. I'm not a hundred percent that they are going to be the team that runs the Eastern conference. So who will run the Eastern conference If it is not Philadelphia, if it is not at the Wells Fargo Center, who will run it? Will it be the most hyped team of the last 12 months? Will it be a team that has superstar after superstar after superstar after superstar? And will that be the Brooklyn Nets? You hear all of the anticipation of James Harden. You hear all of the expectations of Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden having three of the best players in the NBA teaming up and working together. So understand that Brooklyn on paper looks like a no-doubt, no-brainer, absolute out there in the Eastern Conference. But think about what I just said there. On paper, the Brooklyn Nets seem like a no-brainer, but the game is played on the field. The game is played on the hardwood. It's played on the court. That is how it is done. And with Brooklyn, there's been a very limited amount of experience with having Harden, Irving, and Durant being on the court at one time. They have all been injured. They have all sat out of games. They've all had something sideline them that hasn't allowed them to be starting all at the same time. You know, Devon, you bring up a good point when it comes to Ben Simmons jumper, but here's the thing I'm trying to point out. And here's what I want to say. Philadelphia is going to have to have more than just Simmons and Embiid in order to make it to the NBA finals. They're going to need more from their bench and their supporting cast in order to get the job done. But what about Brooklyn? After all, they have lost four games in a row. 
They lost back-to-back to Milwaukee, which didn't look good for them, by the way. And in those said games, James Harden hasn't been playing. James Harden has been on the bench that entire time. Let's also analyze the fact that Kevin Durant playing 40 minutes a game, Kyrie playing 39 minutes a game. They are the two-headed horses out there in Brooklyn. Joe Harris, he seems like he's a solid shooter from from the outside, but Joe Harris does not feel like an absolute, you know, no-brainer type of guy that Brooklyn can trust late in the game. DeAndre Jordan in limited minutes doesn't look like the guy who was with the Clippers all that years ago. Heck, they're relying on Mike James to come off the bench and get some points for them when it matters the most. Mike James. So when you have Jeff Green, when you have Mike James, when you have guys like that who are having to come in because you kind of sacrificed your bench to go get James Harden at the trade deadline. Will the Brooklyn Nets be able to just have a super team get them to the NBA Finals? I don't know about that. I'm not going to sit here and look you in the eye and tell you that I'm 100% confident that the Brooklyn Nets will be an absolute definitive no-brainer to win the NBA Finals, to make it past the Eastern Conference Championship and to the NBA Finals. I'm not confident in it because of the lack of chemistry and a lack of bench behind their superstars. Let's also talk about the fact that Blake Griffin really hasn't lived up to the hype of him coming to Brooklyn. He really hasn't lived up to the expectation. I mean, he's playing around 28, 29 minutes a game, and on the occasion, he'll get maybe a random 20-point game, but he's normally 9 points a game, 10 points a game. He was getting dominated by Giannis in that Milwaukee back-to-back. Blake Griffin does not look like the old guy he was. DeAndre Jordan does not look like the guy he once was. Jeff Green, I can't believe I'm about to say this. He doesn't look like the guy who used to be an everyday starter in the NBA. The the Brooklyn Nets bench is not going to live up to that situation if Harden is sidelined, if Irving is sidelined, if Durant gets sidelined. We saw what happened to Kevin Durant in the playoffs with Golden State. It can't happen, you know. Kyrie Irving has gotten injured in the past. We've seen it before. So Brooklyn, I'm not going to put them 100%. So how about the Milwaukee Bucks? As we're talking about the Eastern Conference here on the Sports Angle, I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. What about the Milwaukee Bucks, the team that I just mentioned, have beaten the Brooklyn Nets back-to-back, a team that has dominated their division this year in the Central And the fact that the Milwaukee Bucks, by the way, are on a current four-game win streak and are only a couple games out from from Philadelphia. Could the Milwaukee Bucks be a sneaky team, a streaky team, to get into the NBA Finals? Could we finally see Giannis, the Greek freak, finally get to an NBA championship appearance? Because according to analytics... The Milwaukee Bucks should definitely be there. If you read in the analytics, if you're one of those people who studies it a lot, Milwaukee seems like a perfect roster 
and a perfect situation because it's not just Giannis anymore. In fact, in their game against the Washington Wizards a couple of games ago, I think that there was seven players who scored at least 10 points in the game. That is a lot of depth and a lot of scoring, not just coming from one guy. You have Antetokounmpo, you have veterans coming off the bench like Jeff Teague, you have uh, Dante DiVincenzo, who's a solid, uh, who's a solid sh- uh, shooter coming off the side. You also have Brooke Lopez, who is a you know reliable center. I'm not going to say he's great like he was in Brooklyn, but he's still a reliable guy. He can get the job done. And Drew Holiday might have been one of the best offseason moves that nobody's talking about. I mean, Drew Holiday has really shown that he can go from here to here in the NBA playoffs. So I think Drew Holiday was definitely a real solid addition. I like what Antetokounmpo is doing. I didn't even talk about Chris Middleton, which talks about the amount of depth they have on that roster. And they added some veteran leadership with P.J. Tucker on the defensive side. So the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be a sneaky team in the Eastern Conference. So I talked about the trio that is going to be at the top of the NBA Eastern Conference. I talked about Milwaukee. I talked about Brooklyn. And I talked about Philadelphia. Now I'm going to go to your comments. I want your angle to be heard. Sadly, in healthy Philadelphia 76ers, is the only team that matches up well up well enough to beat the Brooklyn Nets at full strength. The Bucks still don't have enough. Miami is a shell of itself. Toronto isn't the same team without Kawhi. Boston can't stay healthy. Atlanta, Charlotte, and the Knicks just don't have enough. Uh, you're passionate about, about the Eastern Conference, I can tell. I will say, uh, with Milwaukee... They did add depth, and like I said when I was previewing Milwaukee, adding Drew Holiday, adding some veteran guys on the bench has been some really solid moves out there for Milwaukee, and we'll have to see if they can actually prove it once the postseason happens. Miami is a shell of itself. I will agree to that. It looks like a lot of the hype and a lot of the expectations, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Andre Iguodala, I mean, they have all these guys out there in Miami. They haven't lived up to that year two expectation. Toronto isn't the same team about Kawhi. That is a duh, no-brainer statement. Toronto is really losing the fact that Kawhi was their backbone. Kawhi was their leader on not just defense, but also in the locker room as well. Boston can't stay healthy. Yeah, obviously, Boston can't stay healthy. It seems like all 12 players in Boston have been injured at one point this season. And Atlanta, Charlotte, and the Knicks, I'm not going to say they don't have enough. I'm going to say they are one year away. I like the Knicks. I think what Julius Randle has done since going there has been an amazing story. I just think that they're one year away chemistry-wise, roster-wise. I think that they could be one year away. Same with Atlanta. I'm very high on Trey Young. I like John Collins. Clint Capella is a very solid center. They are just going to need one more year to build up that roster and to build up that chemistry in Atlanta. And with Charlotte, look, you have LaMelo Ball. You have uh, Gordon Hayward. 
But outside of Malik Monk, outside of maybe Bridges and Washington, there really hasn't been some guys in Charlotte that have lived up to certain hype and expectation, maybe P.J. Dozier. But I don't think that Charlotte is ready now. I think they're one year away. So Atlanta, New York, uh, and Charlotte, I definitely would put them on that uh, spectrum. You left two teams off of that list that will be in the play-in tournament. Let's get into them now as we're talking about the NBA Eastern Conference here on the 2021 NBA Playoff Preview Special here on the Sports Angle. Indiana Pacers, I'm just going to be blunt. If they lose in the first round of the play-in tournament, major sh- uh, there's going to be a major shakeup. It could be the general manager, could be the head coach, could be executives, regardless of who it is. If the Indiana Pacers lose again in the first round of the NBA playoffs, I think heads are going to roll, and I would be surprised if there isn't a huge, big deal that happens out there in Indiana. Could be Sabonis, could be Turner, maybe it'll be Brogdon. Whoever it is, I expect a huge deal to break down out there in Indiana. And Washington is pretty much just Russell Westbrook. Bradley Beal is trying as hard as he can, but when it comes to the Washington Wizards, it's pretty much just Russell Westbrook. And, oh, there's also 11 players on the team. So Washington, I don't know about them. I think right now Toronto might be the only team left that could viably try to compete for a playoff spot with them being a couple of games away and them having a negative below 500 record in their division. It leads me to believe that they're not going to make it into the play-in tournament. So let's go over that real quick. The play-in tournament in the Eastern Conference, for anybody who hasn't watched the NBA, the play-in tournament is going to go like this. There's going to be the seventh seed go up against the 10th seed. The eighth seed is going to go up against the ninth seed. Whoever wins in this tournament between seven and 10 will be the seventh seed. Whoever wins between the eighth and the ninth seed will be the eighth seed. And those two teams that do advance will face the Philadelphia 76ers and Brooklyn Nets in the first round. I'm going to say this confidently, and I don't even really have to second guess this one. Whoever wins between Miami and Washington is going to be annihilated by Philadelphia in the first round. Same for Charlotte and Indiana. Whoever comes out of that series, you got to go up against Brooklyn, say your prayers, and just, you know what, um, you know, kiss everybody goodbye because you're not going to get past them in the first round of the NBA playoffs. So when you really break it down, the first round is most likely going to be Philadelphia versus Charlotte, Brooklyn uh, versus Miami, Milwaukee versus Boston, and New York versus Atlanta. Could there be any upsets that we could see in this bracket? Could there be any upsets in the first round of the NBA playoffs that you need to watch out for? Well, according to the odds makers here in Las Vegas, you look at the odds and they actually paint you a story. Philadelphia 76ers, they are right now 9-1 to one favorites to win the 2021 NBA Finals. The Brooklyn Nets are 11-5 to five 
They are among the odds-on favorites in all of the NBA to get the job done. Milwaukee is nine to one as long as on, along the same side as Philadelphia. But when you go down the list, there is a matchup that I think is going to be an upset according to the seating, but with the odds, it's not even an upset at all. The New York Knicks are 80 to one odds to win the 2021 NBA finals as a four seed, but the Atlanta Hawks are 66 to one and they are the fifth seed. So if you understand how odds work, the New York Knicks are actually below the Atlanta Hawks when it comes to the odds. So if you read that correctly and you analyze it, I believe the Atlanta Hawks have a good chance of upsetting the New York Knicks in the first round. Boston Celtics, they are 66 to 1. They got to go up against Milwaukee. Milwaukee would obviously be the odds on favorite there at 9 to 1. But Brooklyn going up against Miami. Miami is a 35 to 1 odds to win the NBA Finals. Uh, Brooklyn is 11 to 5. They would be higher than them. And Philadelphia going up against Charlotte. Charlotte is 250 to 1. And they're going up against a 9 to 1 odds on favorite. So according to the odds, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Atlanta would move on to the second round. Also, talking about the playoffs, and we're using the odds and the odds makers here in Las Vegas, the second round will really show you who will really be the team that can get there in the NBA Finals. Second round would be the 76ers versus the Atlanta Hawks. 76ers are 9-1. to The Hawks are 66-1. to I believe this is where the fairy tale will come to an end. Philadelphia would beat Atlanta because of the strength in numbers and the fact that they are a heavy odds-on favorite to uh, get to the NBA Finals. Also, Brooklyn versus Milwaukee. I'll, I'm going to take Milwaukee on this one. Some people's jaws have just dropped on the floor. I will explain why. Milwaukee, when they played those back-to-back games against Brooklyn, they were able to shut down certain aspects of Brooklyn's game. When Milwaukee has played Brooklyn, they have figured out how to not just contain, but they've learned how to kind of exploit some of the weaknesses that Brooklyn has. I brought up the fact that they have a lack of a bench out there in Brooklyn. Well, when Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were not on the floor, the Milwaukee Bucks took so much advantage of that opportunity. They kept on going 9-0 and runs. They went on a 13-2 to run at one point. Milwaukee Bucks took advantage of the situation because they have a stronger bench than Brooklyn does. So considering the fact that their bench is stronger, they know what their exploits are, they know what their weaknesses is, and the fact that Milwaukee has beaten Brooklyn numerous times in this uh, season, I'm going to go with Milwaukee over Brooklyn in the second round. That's going to be my upset here on the sports angle as we're doing a 2021 NBA playoff preview. So the Eastern Conference Finals, here on the sports angle, you have the 9-1 and 
Philadelphia 76ers and the 9-1 Philadelphia 76ers. Now, I understand that there are going to be people out there that are expecting me to go one way. I understand that there are going to be people out there that are going to look at me and go, this is such an obvious pick. You know who it's going to be, so you might as well just announce it. And for the people who know where I'm going with this, my angle is that for the first time since 2001, I had the Philadelphia 76ers making it to the NBA Finals. I believe that this roster has more than enough to get to the NBA Finals. Yes, they have Joel Embiid. Yes, they have Ben Simmons. But what I like about them is they do have shooters on the outside. They do have guys who can run the perimeter. There are defensive guys who are mainly there to play defense out there in Philadelphia. I believe that the Philadelphia 76ers have plenty of talent to go up against Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals. And heck, like Devone said in the chat, I believe that when it comes to Brooklyn, if they don't lose to Milwaukee in the second round, like I predicted, I think that Brooklyn's lack of chemistry and the lack of a bench is going to affect them heavily in a conference final against Philadelphia if that does happen. I don't like Brooklyn. I think that they are massively overrated when it comes to the odds makers and to analysts alike. So when it comes to the Eastern Conference, my angle, Philadelphia 76ers, who are 9-1 to odds to win the 2021 NBA Finals, they will represent the Eastern Conference out there. I also will go to the chat. I want your comments to be heard here on the Sports Angle. Hey, shout out to Kellen, by the way. I know you're a huge Toronto guy, uh, Toronto Blue Jays. I know we talk about them a lot uh, here on the Sports Angle. New York Knicks will shock the world. Well, they are 80 to 1 odds, according to odds makers in Las Vegas. So it would be a huge shocker financially if the New York Knicks did shock the world. The Knicks can't shock anyone because no one is taking them for granted. Devon, are you sure about that? Because there's a lot of people on so many different networks that are saying that it's pretty much Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Philly, and then there's everybody else. It's like that scene in Moneyball where Billy Bean goes, there are great teams, there are good teams, there's 50 feet of crap, and then there's us. That's pretty much what analysts are doing with, with the Eastern Conference. There's Philly, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee. There's 50 feet of crap, and then there's everybody else. Milwaukee is a big leap, Rocco. Hey, you know what? It's about the, this, this show is called The Sports Angle, right? This show is about giving you an angle, and I do not trust Brooklyn. I don't trust them at all. So understand that when it comes to Brooklyn, I just don't see them going all the way. Their lack of chemistry, lack of bench, lack of depth, really, in all honesty, I just don't see Brooklyn doing it. Kellen, you say non-Nick fans don't take them seriously. The East don't respect the Knicks. I mean, even fans of the Knicks on the four-letter network and Fox, they don't even take them seriously. They sit there and they go, oh, you know what? They're not going to do that. Again, 
Philly is the only team that can beat them in exclamation point. What you have to do is ask yourself, do you trust Doc Rivers? Well, Devon, I'm a Clippers fan, so I feel like I know Doc Rivers a little too well. So I'm not going to answer that question. (laughs) I don't trust Doc in the playoffs. Once again, Clippers fan, hi. I'm not listening to the media. People across the NBA feel like the Knicks are a legit threat. I mean, hey, you got to talk to them. NBA players feel for some reason that the Knicks can make noise. Even some coaches have talked about how solid they look. Hey, you're making an argument for New York. That's what you're saying. I'm just saying the odds makers have them as an 80 to 1 odds and actually have them as an underdog to the Atlanta Hawks in the first round. So just keep that in mind. So as we're talking about the 2021 NBA playoff preview here on the Sports Angle, a special one-hour show, we're going to go over to the Western Conference now, and we're going to talk about the teams that are competing for a championship over in the West. Philadelphia will represent the East. I'm going to tell you who I have coming out of the West in that division. Let's talk about the team that is currently the best record in all of basketball. Let's talk about the team that has gone on winning streak after winning streak after winning streak, and that is the Utah Jazz. I have said this on the show before. The Utah Jazz feel so similar to the 2011 Dallas Mavericks. When I really sit and watch the Utah Jazz And then I watched the Dallas Mavericks from a decade ago. I see so many similarities. It is uncanny. I mean, Dirk Nowitzki was the face of that franchise. He was the backbone. He was the guy that got the job done. Donovan Mitchell has really been the face of the franchise out there in Utah. He has been the guy that they can rely on and count on out there in Utah when he's on the court. They had a defensive monster in Tyson Chandler with the Dallas Mavericks in 2011. In a rapidly changing world, people wonder more and more about where their food comes from and how it was grown. The farmers who grow America's corn understand how important this is and want to share the stories from our farms of how we are working to grow an incredible crop that can be an answer to sustainability questions and is grown by men and women who value the air, water, soil, and our natural resources just like you. To find out more about how corn farmers are working to feed and fuel a vibrant economy and healthy planet, visit ncga.com. NCGA, a commitment to the future. Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844-759-7732. Ironically enough, the Utah Jazz have a defensive player of the year front runner in Rudy Gobert. You have guys that can run, uh, the, they can run the point, and you also have guys who are solid forwards out there with Joe Ingles, Derek Favors. Their bench is really loaded with talent, similar to how the 2011 Dallas Mavericks They had Deshaun Stevenson. They had Sean Marion. They had uh, J.J. Barea. 
They had a very talented point guard on the 2011 Mavericks in Jason Kidd, who was past his prime by that point. Huh, ironically enough, this Jazz team has a point guard who's no longer in his prime in Mike Conley. There's so many comparisons with that roster. I would not be shocked if the 9-1-odd uh, Utah Jazz did make some noise in the, in the Western Conference. I like what they've done this year. They've been very consistent. They've been very reliable and durable in the NBA playoffs. And as somebody who has family in Utah, it would be nice to see the Jazz finally win an NBA championship and not get robbed by Michael Jordan in back-to-back years. What about the team that's second on the list? How about the Phoenix Suns? A team that once Chris Paul showed up, he had the veteran leadership. He brought that mentality over from Oklahoma City, and he has made them better as a result. I like Devin Booker. I like the roster they have built in Phoenix, and with them being 14-1 to odds to win the NBA Finals, Odds makers are definitely putting them on a higher pedestal as well. How about the team that has the NBA MVP front runner in Nikola Jokic? Nikola Jokic, the Joker, he has done it all in Denver. He has been the guy that they can rely on out there in Denver. Yes, did they lose Jamal Murray? Unfortunately. But if you watch the Knicks versus Nuggets game from a couple of days ago, you will know that they are relying on people that are not just Nikola Jokic. Aaron Gordon has been a solid trade deadline pickup. There has also been Will Barton, who's a solid guy to come off the bench to be at the uh, middle. At, at, at the middle, You also have Michael Porter Jr., who is really blossoming uh, blossoming into a star out there in Denver. You have the veteran uh, forward in Paul Millsap. And let's talk about the fact that they also have some guys who are veteran influences in JaVale McGee and Ross Austin Rivers as well. I like what Denver is doing. I think uh, that new kid they have in Denver, um, Campazzo, I think that's his name. He's also been a well addition to Denver. So when it comes to the Denver Nuggets, <laughs> hey, Devon, I have to take shots at Chicago Bulls fans. You know I do. But also, it's true, Devon. I mean, if, he, if the Utah Jazz hadn't have faced the Chicago Bulls in 97 and 98, they most likely would have won those titles. Like, if you take Chicago out and you replace them with any team in the Eastern Conference back in 97, 98, there's a good chance Stockton Malone would have two championship rings. I'm just making a, I'm just making a solid, solid uh, uh, comparison there. Forget all of them. Michael Porter is a killer. Absolutely. Austin Rivers pickup was a great move. I also like the Aaron Gordon pickup as well out there in Denver. And the odds makers are surprisingly looking at Denver as kind of a long shot. 20 to 1 odds for the Denver Nuggets, and they are actually underdogs in the first round. I will explain why when we get lower into the seeding. So, the Denver Nuggets, they are the third seed in the NBA uh, playoffs right now. The fourth seed is my team, a team that's close to my heart. 
That is the Los Angeles Clippers. They are 11-2 to odds to win the NBA Finals. You know, I look at Los Angeles and I look at the Clippers. Could it finally be their time? Could it finally be the time the Los Angeles Clippers make it to a Western Conference Final? I'm not even talking about an NBA Final. I'm talking about a Western Conference Final. The Clippers have been one of the most cursed franchises in the NBA. And I feel like it's finally time that it is a decision that the Clippers might finally be the year that they have the opportunity to shine out there in LA. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, they have some solid guys coming off the bench. I like their centers and Zubak and um, uh, Serge Ibaka. I like their guys who are running the big men out there in the Clippers. DeMarcus Cousins is still abnormal to me, but hey, he's still, he's there. And the Clippers, like I said, 11-2 to two odds to win the NBA Finals. According to the odds makers here in Las Vegas, 5-10 to 10 is a definition of a cluster. Dallas Mavericks are the five seed. They are 66-1 to one to win the NBA Finals. You have Luka Doncic. Their bench is very, very bearing. Uh, Christos Porzingis has been injury-prone and very lackluster out there in Dallas. So the fact that they're a five-seed is actually amazing considering what's happening. Los Angeles Lakers, they are the six-seed and the odds-on favorite to come out of the Western Conference and win the NBA Finals. They are 15-4 to four odds according to odds makers in Las Vegas, to win the NBA championship. I get it. I understand why the Lakers are the odds-on favorite. They won the championship last year. You have two top five players in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But if they can't stay healthy, if Anthony Davis gets injured again, can LeBron carry this team on his back? Can LeBron James, if he's not 100% back from that injury, can he hobble himself to his, what, 20th NBA Finals appearance? I don't think that the Lakers are actually going to get it done this year. When I do my full breakdown, I will explain why. But I'm going to sit here and I'm going to be honest with you. I think the Lakers are a long shot to win the NBA Finals them being a six seed, but on top of the fact, if Davis and James are not 100%, your bench is very lackluster. You have a bunch of veterans, a bunch of guys who are no longer who they once were. Hey, shout out to Andre Drummond. Hey, shout out to, you know, guys like Marcus Saul. You know, there's players on their roster that are no longer the it factor they once were. So the Lakers are the odds on favorite to win out of the Western Conference, but they are the sixth seed. Seventh seed is the Portland Trailblazers. They are 66 to one odds. I kind of feel like the Trailblazers are kind of similar to the Lakers in a roundabout way. If Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum are not lighting up the lamp every single night, who do you have behind them? Who do you have in Portland? Do you have Nurkic? Do you have Carmelo? 
like the Portland Trailblazers really don't have that deep of a bench to help them if uh, Dame time does not put in a thousand percent on a night. If he gets shut down, if he gets defended very aggressively, we've seen in the past, Portland just falls apart. The eighth seed is the Memphis Grizzlies. You have John Morant, you have Jerry and Jackson, and they are currently 200 to one to win the NBA finals. Golden State, congratulations. You have Steph Curry. You don't really have much on your roster. Draymond has regressed rapidly. Andrew Wiggins looks like a bust at this point. So Golden State, 150 to one to win the NBA finals. And San Antonio, you have Popovich, I, I, I guess, 250 to one. Eh? Anyway, so getting into the Western Conference predictions, like I said, with the Eastern Conference, I broke it down round by round. In the play-in tournament, I have the Portland Trailblazers beating the San Antonio Spurs. I think the Spurs are pretty much the definition of, hi, thanks for coming, now get out. Memphis versus Golden State, I think this will be tougher than most people expect, but I have Golden State making the, uh, making the actual playoffs. So uh, Golden State would face Utah and Portland would face Phoenix. So when it comes to the NBA first round of the Western Conference, here on the 2021 NBA Playoff Preview Show here on the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. I have the Utah Jazz beating the Golden State Warriors. Jazz are 9-1. to Golden State Warriors are 150-1. to I understand there are going to be people with rose-tinted goggles that are going to sit there and go, you know what, I think the Warriors can actually get this done. I'm going to sit here and say, stop it. You have Steph Curry, unless he puts up 70 points a night in the playoffs, I don't expect them to have that big of an advantage against the Utah Jazz. I think this will be an easy series for Utah. So Utah, they'll advance over Golden State. I think Phoenix will get the job done against Portland. I like their defense. I like their roster. Very well scouted. They have a lot of guys in, in Phoenix that can get the job done. Phoenix 14 to 1, Portland 66 to 1 odds to get the job done. Denver versus the Lakers. Now, I went back and forth on this. I honestly did. I, I swear. I went back and forth on this. I had to do some soul searching. And after doing some really hard digging, I have the Lakers beating the Nuggets in the first round. I have the Lakers sending. Nikola Jokic, the NBA MVP, home early. I believe that Anthony Davis and LeBron will both be at 90 to 95% by the playoffs. Now, 90 to 95% doesn't mean they're going to be at full strength. Absolutely not. They are going to be dependent on majority of their guys. I believe the Lakers will get it done because at the end of the day, you have two of the best players in the NBA and even if they are at 90 to 95% they are still two of the top five players in basketball also the Lakers are 15 to 4 Denver is 20 to 1 
And then the four versus five seed, Dallas versus LA. This was an easy choice for me. Clippers, I have them being the Dallas Mavericks. Luca, you're going to be sent home early. You're not going to repeat what happened uh, a while ago where you made a very hard challenge for the Clippers in the play-in tournament, in the playoffs last year. So the Dallas Mavericks, 66-1, to Clippers, 11-2. to So in the first round, I have the Clippers, the Lakers, the Suns, and the Jazz moving on in the first round. Second round, I have the Utah Jazz going up against the Los Angeles Clippers. I have the Utah Jazz moving on in this second round. Look, the Clippers are cursed. Devone just said it. Clippers are cursed because they were stolen from Buffalo. Should have left them here as the Braves. I do believe the Clippers are cursed, by the way. I'm not just saying this as a fan of the team. I'm saying this as a fan of basketball. I think the Clippers are definitely a cursed franchise. And the fact is, it is pretty much written in the NBA rulebook. The Clippers cannot advance after the second round. Utah Jazz, their roster is well-built, well-organized, and I believe the Utah Jazz can get the job done out there in Utah. So in the second round, I have the Utah Jazz beating the Los Angeles Clippers, punching their ticket to the Western Conference Finals. And then you have the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers. Hey, Lakers fans, you're going to want to kill me now. But I have the Phoenix Suns in an upset, beating the Los Angeles Lakers. The defense, the bench, the rotation, the depth. The Phoenix Suns are one of the most well-constructed teams in the NBA playoffs. The Phoenix Suns can do it all out here in the NBA. I also believe with Phoenix being 14-1 to odds and the Lakers looking at their situation, if LeBron and AD are still not 100% by that point, if their injuries are still plaguing them with that lack of a bench, I don't expect them to carry them all the way. I think a second-round exit would actually be noble for the Los Angeles Lakers. So I have the Phoenix Suns and the Utah Jazz moving on to the Western Conference Finals. And in the Western Conference uh, Finals, I have this team moving on to the NBA Finals. Drum roll, please. I have the Utah Jazz for the first time since 1998 being in an NBA Final. I have Donovan Mitchell when he comes back, Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, Joe Ingles, uh, Derek Favors, all of that talent like Bojan Bogdanovich. The Utah Jazz have so much talent on this roster. One of the best head coaches in all of the NBA. This Utah Jazz team, as I alluded to earlier, remind me of the 2011 Dallas Mavericks. They had a very good coach in Rick Carlisle. They had a face of the franchise in Dirk a defensive player of the year with Tyson Chandler. Utah Jazz have the same situation. Quinn Snyder, I would say one of, if not the best head coach in the NBA. 
I like what he's done with the Utah Jazz. So I have the 9-1 to one Utah Jazz meeting the 9-1 to one Philadelphia 76ers in the NBA Finals. So I want to know from all of you in the comments below, do you agree or do you disagree with my prediction here on the 2021 NBA Playoff Preview Show? I have the Philadelphia 76ers. I have the Utah Jazz being in the NBA Finals. And I'm not going to give away my NBA Finals prediction. I'm not going to be that easy. So here's what we're going to do here on the sports angle. I will go back to the odds makers here in Las Vegas. And I'm going to talk about the NBA MVP odds. Because once you read these, it definitely really makes you consider what is going on in the NBA right now. So as we are talking about the NBA NBA MVP odds, here is the current situation as we speak. So the odds on favorite, according to DraftKings, the most valuable player, the odds on favorite to win the hardware this year in the NBA Nikola Jokic is minus 1,000 to win NBA MVP. You have Nikola Jokic, the Joker, as the odds-on favorite. Statistically, it backs it up. He has not only been the face of the franchise since Jamal Murray has been injured, but he's been putting that team on his back for the last month and a half. Nikola Jokic... He has been a rising star in the NBA, a definite top 10 player. And I am happy to say that I think the odds makers in Las Vegas have gotten it right. Nikola Jokic, my angle, I think he will be the NBA MVP. But let's go down the list. Uh, in second place, according to odds makers in Las Vegas, I have Joel Embiid from the Philadelphia 76ers plus 550. That's 11 to 2 odds for the people who read fractions. I understand why Joel Embiid's on there. I get it. But with his injuries and with the time he has missed, I just wonder if that has limited the amount of uh, votes he's going to get because of the action he has missed. He's a great player. And if he played all season, I would have Joel Embiid penciled in as MVP. But those games he keeps on missing every single year, that is downplaying his productivity. Uh, next on the list at plus 1,800, 18-1, to for people who do fractions, is Steph Curry from Golden State. Look, if this NBA MVP was based on how valuable you are to a team, Steph Curry would definitely get it because the Golden State Warriors would be amongst the bottom of the league if he was not there. But you have to remember that the NBA MVP is also accounting for your seeding in the NBA playoffs. They also kind of account for how much is your wins above replacement. Nikola Jokic wins above replacement, by the way, is among the highest we have seen in the modern era. Steph Curry is definitely up there, but Nikola Jokic has a high wins above replacement. Next at plus 2,000, Giannis 
from Milwaukee. He's solid, but I don't think he'll get it done. Harden at plus 5,000. Missed plenty of games. Don't think it'll be him. LeBron plus 6,600, uh, 66 to 1. I don't think he'll get it done because of the injuries as well. And you also have your two long shots with Luka Doncic and Damian Lillard at plus 10,000. So those players are definitely going to have some interesting situations out there with the NBA MVP vote. I'm going to go with Nikola Jokic. I'm going to stick with my gut on this one and say that the odd makers know what they're doing here in Las Vegas, and they have the perfect example of Nikola Jokic being the MVP. Let's go to the comments. Let's have your angle be heard. It has to be Joker or Lillard. You know what? Damian Lillard is a really interesting story. Uh, I've said on this show before, I think he's being wasted in Portland. I've said that countless times. And if he did get MVP votes, that would be great for him. I think he will be a long shot, just like the odds makers are saying. Uh, yeah, Embiid missing too many games, but he wouldn't be, but wouldn't be mad if he gets it. Curry won't get it because of the team's record. You know what? I understand that. And I, you know what, Joshua, I definitely agree with you. Part of the stay tuned um, uh, show over there, stay tuned show. Uh, definitely got to pop on uh, that show one of these days. But yeah, Joel Embiid missing too many games. And you know what? If he does get it, I would at least understand the justification. Philadelphia, number one team in the East, that checks off the boxes there. Is he having a great statistical season? Yes, he is. That checks off the boxes there. And is Joel Embiid a big enough face to have be an NBA MVP? That checks off the box as well. So when he checks off all the boxes, it wouldn't be upsetting if he got it. I agree with the Curry situation. Kellen, Randall should be in over Curry. Hey, Kellen, considering that Julius Randall isn't even on the odd sheet to get NBA MVP votes, I kind of doubt Julius Randall is going to even get one vote. I understand that Julius Randle has been amazing for New York. I get it. But I think that he is one year away. I said this when we did our Eastern Conference preview. I think the New York Knicks are one year away. I like their roster. I like their potential. But that's the definition. Potential. You're going to have to show me more in New York as time progresses. And you're definitely coming on soon. Hey, I appreciate it. Just uh, message me and we'll get that done. So as we're talking about the awards here with the NBA 2021 playoff preview here on the Sports Angle, I'm going to leave you off with one more. And I actually think that this is definitely a huge conversation we need to have because this actually kind of surprised me when I picked up this sheet here at the casino. The NBA Rookie of the Year odds. Now, there was only two names on this list, but LaMelo Ball was the odds-on favorite at minus 600 to win NBA Rookie of the Year. Anthony Edwards was plus 350, which is 7-2. to two. I'm going to disagree with this one 
just because of the fact that there is a lot of conversation with Anthony Edwards. I mean, he has been really the only bright spot coming out of Minnesota this season. LaMelo Ball, there's also been the fact that he has missed a good amount of games this year. And when it comes to statistics, by the way, when it comes to LaMelo Ball, I sit here and go outside of his highlights, outside of everything that looks great on a highlight reel, what has LaMelo Ball done that has been better than Anthony Edwards this season? When you also compare them side by side, they're actually a lot more closer than you realize. So I'm not going to sit here and say it's a terrible thing if LaMelo Ball gets it. What I'm going to do, however, is say that I think that if he does win NBA Rookie of the Year, I think the media and the influence of what he has done in terms of highlights, I think that would actually be a huge contributor to LaMelo Ball winning Rookie of the Year. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but I'm saying that when you compare their stats head-to-head, LaMelo Ball averaging 16 points a game, six rebounds, six assists, according to, I mean, Anthony Edwards, 19 points a game, five rebounds a game, and three assists per game. So LaMelo has him in terms of assists. LaMelo has him with one in terms of rebounds. But Anthony Edwards is averaging uh, three more points per game. Let's also talk about the fact that in terms of rankings and everything that's been going on this season, Anthony Edwards has also been playing a good amount of games this season compared to LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball has played 44 games. Anthony Edwards has played 66. So I'm just saying that when it comes to the rookie of the year, I think Anthony Edwards should win NBA rookie of the year, but I understand why they're picking LaMelo Ball. Now with us having a couple minutes left here on our one hour special 2021 NBA playoff preview show, let's go to the comments Let's have your angle be heard. A lot of West Coast bias in the room. Hey, Kellen, I don't know if you're talking about the show or if you're talking about the odds makers, but I think odd makers are all over uh, the world. Like, you know, you have all these people from DraftKings, you have people from MGM, you have people from William Hill, but there's like all these different odds makers doing all their own individual thing. So you know what? If it is a Las Vegas bias, I guess you would be kind of having a point. But I always feel like uh, odds makers are normally pretty accurate to a certain percentage of the time. Randall has been balling out of control. I absolutely agree with you, Joshua. Uh, I think Julius Randall going to New York has actually been a blessing in disguise. Dame to the Knicks next year. Oh boy, uh, you know what? You're gonna have to tr- you're gonna have to make a lot of moves to make that happen. But I mean, I guess get number zero to the Knicks next year. Too bad Wiseman got hurt. Healthy uh, Edwards has been healthy all year and probably deserves it. I agree with you as well. I like Wiseman. By the way, I said he was gonna be a stud at the next level. So I think James Wiseman, definitely you have a point there. Anthony Edwards, 45-5 and five last night, locked it up. I'm glad you agree with me on this one. 
Uh, for one, LaMelo is going to make the playoffs despite Ant-Man having better talent around him on paper. Yeah, all right. I mean, look, LaMelo, he's going to make the play-in tournament. I understand what you're saying, by the way. Yeah, he's going to make the, you know, he's going to make the situation out there with the NBA playoff situation out there in Charlotte. But from a statistics standpoint and from an impact perspective, I believe that Anthony Edwards has done more than LaMelo Ball. He wants to rap where else to better than New York. Hey, Kellen, uh, I think he's from Oakland, right? I mean, wasn't California one of the most iconic places? I mean, isn't that where a lot of rappers have come from on the West Coast? You have California, you have New York, and then you have your Georgia and Florida situation. And then if you go a little bit up north, you have Michigan and you have those places. But I think I get what you're saying. Uh, go Utes. Oops, Jazz. All right, that's funny. Las Vegas Kings. I'm not going to go there. So I want to say thank you to everyone who has watched this 2021 NBA playoff preview show. Go to our website, thesportsangle.com. Check out all the articles we have on there, as well as follow us on all social medias at the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Rakelli. Follow me on social media at Rocco Rakelli. And until next time, rock on, and we will see you later. Uh, been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Uh, been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price.